This is so much work. Why did I have it? Anyway, hi, welcome to my YouTube channel. Oh, what? <laughs> Why does everyone always take over my intro? Oh my goodness. Okay. Hi guys. It feels like it feels so much like a YouTube that is just I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. I've never had a YouTube channel. No, but you watched you watched the episode, so you know how I do the intro. So go ahead. Ha! Do the intro. No, you're putting me under so much pressure. You normally just say hi. Today we're talking about what are we talking about? What are we? Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, I am here with Katlejo. You all know her and love her. Yay. Today, we're talking about... Distress... Tolerance. Distress tolerance. Yes, that's too bad. It would have been very worrying if you didn't know what we were talking about. But I'm glad you do. And we're also eating. Um... To be honest, that's why that's why I got a bit distracted because I can smell the food and I'm gonna say words. It's very difficult. We were gonna cook, right? Or paint. Or paint. But are these free? Because I didn't order these. I think they're cheese sticks. Okay, so this is my burger. I hope they got the burger right. Okay, there we go. Yes, plant based. Kajelo's vegan. Like a vegan vegan. Like a serious vegan. How crazy is that? I wouldn't say serious. Like I eat ice cream once a year. Do you want a plate? Or? Nope. I want to give you too many dishes to do. Okay. It's probably yeah. No, you have blankets, so that's fine. Um. Yeah. Okay. So today we're chatting about um, distress tolerance. Uh, basically dealing with um, difficult emotions when they arise. Um, how to address them in a healthy, wholesome good person way you know (laughs) not like unhealthy negative coping mechanism way you know like a good healthy wholesome way okay so yeah we're just we're gonna get into it and i I know i always say this i'm like oh yeah no this episode is gonna be shorter and then it ends up being an hour (laughs) and something but today i promise you we're gonna Actually, you know what? There's two of us. So the chances of it being shorter are non-existent. But I do have my mic. So I am hoping that the audio is good. And I'll put out an audio of it. My goodness. Audio version, which means that you can listen to it while you do other things. You don't have to, you don't have to watch us. But please watch us because we are so cute and we dressed up for you guys. I'm wearing yeah. a blanket, so you can't really see my whole dress, but I did dress up. She did dress up, you know. I dressed up to tie my hair up. And she made bow. a cute bow. Yeah. So please do watch the video. Um, it'll be a good break away from work or school or whatever, you know. Yeah. 
Okay, and we're giving really good um, advice today, content, you know, so... It's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. This is for your mental health. This is good for you. This is good for you. <laughs> All right, cool. So, I have my notes here, as usual, to make sure that we don't, you know, veer off track. And I'm going to try to stick to them, not promising anything, because, you know, I do get distracted. You guys know that about me. But Kat is here to keep me on a straight and narrow. I've been holding this chip. I think I'm going to put this chip down. Okay. So we're talking about distress tolerance, which is basically how to deal with pain and um, difficult emotions as they arise. So um, this isn't like a specifically targeted to people who suffer from mental health issues because everybody deals with difficult emotions, you know, every now and again. Um, things happen, you know, and you, you feel some type of way and it makes you want to respond in some type of way, you know, and basically what we're trying to do is make sure that um, your response is healthy. You realize that you're putting that close to the camera. I bet. I'm so My, sorry. It's going to come out very loud. <laughs> That's going to come out so, so loud. How <laughs> can you edit it out? <laughs> I, I, I haven't... I haven't mastered um, sound editing skills yet. Forgive me for that. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're just gonna hear crunching. For the people that are listening to the audio, they're it's just like gonna hear crunching. What? What is it? ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. I hate ASMR. I know. Like, why do they chew on the mic? It's so cringe. <laughs> like the nail thing and the oh, and I'm just like, oh. Nothing no. is worse than the chewing though. It's so weird, right? But like some people find it so comforting. We're veering. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Wow, that happened so quickly. What? <laughs> That's why you shouldn't do a podcast with your friends, guys. Things. It just it went left so quickly. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, yes, difficult emotions. Um, so generally there's a process to this right and i studied this from my many many um self-help books and i've garnered that there is a general process that occurs when we experience difficult emotions so the first thing is that there is a trigger so trigger is the colloquial term um but um it's actually it's, it's also actually the term that like we use well i use with my therapist and my psychiatrist you know like this is you know a trigger so you know it's it, it's kind of weird to hear it like used as like oh my gosh i'm so triggered yeah you know? like some, someone <laughs> someone took stole my pen so triggered yeah and it's just like okay you're triggered cool <laughs> but yes anyway so there's a triggering event right something happens that um yeah something happens so let's say someone steals your pens that would be a triggering event right and then um you the triggering event causes you to feel a certain way or think certain thoughts and then from that uh that prompts a response which is um how you react to something so you either do something or you say something or yeah you react a certain way and then after that is consequences of 
your reaction, right? So, the place that we're trying to target is the space between the prompt, the trigger, the trigger, and your reaction. That space. Because that space is what determines how you react to something, how you respond, what, what, what you say, what you do um, in response to the thing that made you angry, right? And I think um, the more you, you, you stay positively in that space, the more you focus on that and you develop like the positive habits in that space, the more you are better to react, you're going to react to things in a more positive way in future. It's kind of like a, what is it, like a training period. Like if you react to something in a positive way once, it doesn't it form like a process in your mind that mm. the next time you can actually also stop and think and then react and then it, it just becomes a habit. Like a, they compare it to like a path, you yes. know, how like yes. on the grass there's like a beaten path. But then when you try to um, try out a new response to something, you know, you start treading a new path. And the more often you walk on that path, the more you get used to it, the more, uh, the easier it becomes to choose the healthy path. So yeah. basically, you know, the, the skills, whatever, that we're going to talk about today, take practice. Like you're not going to try it out once and then you're going to be perfect and you know now you you're you're healthy at coping with things like you're gonna have to do it over and over again which is annoying i know because then you have to put in work and work sucks but it is what it is you know because negative responses have consequences Whoa, these chips are dry mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> like mcdonald's ones burger king is one what did you say like mcdonald's ones i did don't be Kat, do you want to start a fight? Do you want to start a fight on air? I know you're ready to come for me. Stick to the program, please. McDonald's chips are not dry. McDonald's chips are everything. I don't know what's going on here. Um, okay. Okay, cool. So, first step. Identifying the trigger, right? So, Triggers. Do you do you want to share what you read about um, triggers? I mean, it's not necessarily what I read, but I was asking you earlier mm -hmm. whether the trigger is the event that actually happens, or is it something that happens within? So the event is normally just neutral, and then how you react to it is. So the trigger is like the first thing you feel. In, in response to that reaction, but that's just mostly comes from a place of fear or anger. Shame, those tips are not going to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, is it me? Am I boring? Whoops, <laughs> go on. Okay, I was saying that normally. Um, Okay, well, I wouldn't say this is normal because we normally, like, don't think of an outside and external event of being something that's completely neutral. 
obviously when you react to something it seems completely justified to you that you know you're reacting with anger or mm. whatever i believe even someone who's you know stabbing someone else for cheating they believe that what they're doing is completely justified you know mm-hmm. so yeah but all i was asking i was just thinking to myself whether the trigger is always going to be the outside event or is it within is that where it, it starts so when we were chatting, we, I think we kind of concluded that it is within, right? Because the same event is interpreted differently by different people. Like, um, like what? Like dogs. Yes, like dogs. Like you have some people who are deathly afraid of dogs, right? So I could be standing with cats and there could be a dog running towards us. Right, she loves dogs. I'm scared of dogs. I would run towards it. Exactly, and I would freeze. Like I like that's that's a that's a prompting event. That's like a trigger. You know, that's a, it triggers flight or freeze or fight. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I guess if you if you were to look at it that way, that like an event is neutral because it's just it's happening, um, and whether or not it triggers us depends on like you said, the first response that we have inside, like... It's very, it, I think it's from very, like, primal... Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, these chips... Okay. Um, I think it's from... It comes from a very primal place as well, so it's normally motivated by very primal emotions too. Fear, anger... What, what other primal Ooh. emotions exist? Yes, yes, okay. We're gonna come to that. Okay, cool. So, important thing, um, identifying the triggers. So, learning how to build, like, um, distress tolerance skills is being able to identify that, you know, this, this type of thing is a thing that will trigger me. So, for instance, you broke up with your ex, um, her favorite song comes on, or his favorite song comes on, um, their We'll just say there. Their favorite song comes on, um, and that's a trigger for you, right? So now you know that, okay, this song's a trigger, and I'm not going to play it. Um, if it comes on, I'm going to skip it. Basically like that. <laughs> like being able to... It's not... Okay, it's not always that easy, but like just firstly seeing that, okay, this is what triggered me. This, this, this is the prompting event, you know? Like being able to look at it and say, okay, this is why I'm triggered right now, you know? Guys, with the song thing, can I just say, my cousin did not want us to listen to Beyonce because he said his girlfriend liked Beyonce. So I was like, ah, dude, I also like Beyonce, so now must I suffer because you're in pain. I'm sorry that it triggers you. I'm, I'm really sorry, but like, where, where should I go? Who, what role should I play in this? Why am I suffering? Please, imagine, no. imagine asking you not to listen to Beyonce. And he's, he, he, he was serious, dead serious. You could see it in his eyes, but he was like, never listen to Beyonce again. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, maybe it was me because I, when I'm home, I think Beyonce is part of the ritual that mm-hmm. helps me with the transition from like Cape Town to Joburg. Mm-hmm. So I play her a lot and I was playing Homecoming. She was like, please, not, not this album. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, but... What do you want me to do? <laughs> you know? Yo, the ghetto, not Beyonce. <laughs> it was a very hard request. Mm. 
So what did you do? I tried to listen to to her with my earphones on when he was in the house mm-hmm. because you know that's I, very thoughtful of you. I didn't I didn't want him to feel like I was I wanted to. I wanted him to feel safe in expressing his emotions, but I also thought this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But then again, you know, I, I tried not to minimize what he was feeling. Mm. I, I tried to respect him, and I hope he, he saw that. But I mean, I did. So I did say to him, like, "What do you think this is?" Yeah. You know, Beyonce. Yeah, I think. I hope by the time I go back home, he's in a good place and I can play my Beyonce in peace. How long has it been? I think a year. Okay, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. It's just that, I don't know, songs are a particular type of trigger. I don't know why, but songs and like, because, I don't know, like I, I, I get very attached to music, you know, like I listen to music that represents how I feel like that re- like you know that so what happens if you meet someone else and they like say Beyonce are you what happens that's a good there? question I don't know I've never because it's it's very rare that the person that I'm dating and I listen to the same type of music so that's never been like a problem for me but I said Beyonce because she's a very specific example. Mm, Almost true, everyone true, likes to Everyone listens to Beyonce. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, then you like Beyonce again. <laughs> Why are you like how are you gonna tell your new person no, let's not listen to Beyonce because my ex, they're gonna leave you. Mm, be like Mm-mm. No. That's so funny though. Okay, cool. So let's look at a few examples of triggers. Triggers. So, let's see. Um, Sorry, can I just take us back um, a bit? Mm -hmm. So, from what we've been speaking about, Mm -hmm. how would you define a trigger? I guess, like, something that happens that makes you feel a certain way that throws you off balance from like your natural exactly. state of like being. Exactly. So, um, I like I, I don't like the thing of positive and pos- positive and negative emotions because you know that makes it seem like some emotions are bad and other emotions are good and that's not right. It's just emotions, you know. But for ease of understanding, you know, when when it's um, because I mean, trigger, like you can, the, the definition of trigger can be positive. Like um, you can see, you can listen to a song that can trigger a happy memory, you know. But like, I guess we're talking about trigger in like a ne- negative, negative light. So something that makes you feel unpleasant emotions. Unpleasant emotions. There we go. Yes. So we can say that's a trigger. So um, some of the examples given here are having an important or pleasurable activity interrupted, postponed, or stopped. So I guess someone canceling on you, for me, that's a big trigger. Like when I make plans with someone and then they cancel last minute. I never thought about that as being a trigger. It makes me so angry. I don't get angry, but that makes me so, so angry. I hate people canceling on on me so much. What? (laughs) 
at the last minute in general oh <laughs> in general because for me like it takes a lot of energy like if i make plans with someone right um it takes a lot of energy for me because i'm like okay i'm gonna prepare myself mentally to see this person and i've made a commitment so i'm definitely going to do it you know because like getting out of the house is always such a big task mm. that you know like i've gone through all this preparation and then someone cancels and i'm like you know so that's so that kind of thing that's that would be a trigger for me um let's see okay these are all negative triggers um being alone walking alone being home alone living alone that can be um a trigger for fear um being in a situation alone, yes for females wow. yeah exactly being in a situation where you have been threatened or gotten hurt in the past or where painful things um have happened yeah so is that like a specific place uh, so it can be a, a place or a situation like maybe um someone is shouting at you and it's reminding you of a time where um you know someone else i guess shouted at you or something or maybe a certain place like a hospital for me hospitals are um triggers ambulances are triggers the sound of an ambulance makes me um you know it's so weird like I actually not I, I i never really thought about what my triggers are but now that you mentioned ambulances mm. i think mine specifically for for the longest time i remember at the beginning of the year i told myself i'd work on this but seeing policemen police people and really? it sounds it sounds weird in a south african context because you know we're not living in america but i think still <laughs> i think it comes from do you remember during the fees must fall hmm. so my room address was right above the window uh, no it was like from my room i could see what was happening on the you know where the jammies park in, and the jammies yes i okay. stayed at tabo so mm-hmm. i could see everything that was happening and a memory that's very clear to me is seeing those police people dragging a naked girl across the road and i i just couldn't process how it felt at that time so i guess i just shut down from that mm. and obviously i was afraid of everything that came with like the badge so police vans police people jail mm. yeah exactly so that's the thing like sometimes not sometimes like more often than not you know you get triggered by something but you don't even realize that you're triggered that's why like your mood will change and you'll be like ah now you know i just feel so angry out of the blue or scared or scared you know um like yeah like I don't know like just a general like when you experience a change in emotion you know most of us don't really pay attention to like what what is causing it and you know that's that's what you should be paying attention to that's what you should be um looking out for you know seeing that okay you know like my my mental state has changed something happened here and being able to identify that okay this is this this was the trigger you know and once you know what your triggers are then you can deal with them effectively or you can just you know avoid them but in a healthy way how you know? do you avoid them in a healthy way 
like the song thing you know if the song comes up <laughs> you stop listening you, to the song yeah you just you don't listen to it or um you block the artist on your music thing that's fair but you can't control what other people are doing around you so with the song thing for example mm. say my cousin hadn't expressed that you know he doesn't want me listen. He doesn't want to hear Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that got personal there for a moment. It's another thing for me. Beyonce. Yeah. Um. Say he didn't express how he felt about Beyonce in that moment, and I was just playing it loudly the whole time. You know. Say he wasn't like a very expressive person with his emotion. I mean, he's still gonna hear. You can't. What are you gonna do? Go out of the house every time I play Beyonce. Like, what if it's the AMs? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess if, if you can't avoid it um, in a healthy way, you know, then you got to learn to deal with it in a healthy way. But how is avoiding in a healthy way? Like, what is an example of avoiding something in a healthy way? How I is avoiding in a bad not way? Not listening to the song. Okay, but what would be the alternative of avoiding in a bad way, in an unhealthy way? I don't understand your question. Because you said avoiding something, a, a resolution to your, your mm. how you feel when you get triggered is avoiding something in a healthy way. What would be the unhealthy way of avoiding? Of avoiding a song. That, leaving the house in the middle of the night okay. because you're playing it out loud. Okay, Cause that's fair. You might get hurt, you know. In that situation, you'd know, okay, you know, I can't avoid this so I'm gonna have to deal with it and then you deal with it um yeah yeah I like this song example it's very simple do you think it's too simple no I think yeah it's perfect okay cool yeah other things might just bring about trauma in us right now Mm. and are we in a safe space to be able to deal with that I feel like you're already traumatized by the Beyonce thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good example to run with for this episode of Chol. So yes, guys, it's so, so important to be able to identify your triggers, you know? And to be able to look at a situation and say, you know what? I guess when you're, if, if you can't do it in the moment, you know, maybe at the end of the day when you're journaling, to look back on the day and say, you know what? Um... I got to the office and my mood completely changed. So you know that um, the workplace is a place that you know you just don't feel good at, and you know that um, that going into your workplace is uh, uh, is a trigger for um, feeling anger or disgust or whatever. You know, but just yeah. So just being able to identify what it is that causes your changes in emotions basically right right but like when you put it like that i'm sorry i'm just kind of like my mind no yeah yeah but i think then triggers can also be a good thing if they help you you know um face your emotions because the reason because i'm thinking of that workplace example maybe you just always upset when you get into the workplace Mm. and obviously you can't avoid work Mm. you know you need your bills paid then it forces you to actually sit down and say, hmm, what is going on? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Exactly. And you're forced to, to actually deal with whatever you need to. 
But that's if you take the time to actually sit down and recognize that, okay, this is the issue, you know, not just vibes, you know, it's like, ah, I'm upset, it's whatever, you know, being like, another day at the corporate Mm. world. (laughs) Exactly, like being able to sit down and be like, okay, this is, this is the issue. It's the people at the office or it's the it's my office it's too small or it's the ventilation you know people don't open windows you know because then once you know like once you know what you're dealing with then you can deal with it exactly because like if you come up with just general solutions like if you're like ah it's just you know the workplace and then you go and you get another job like the same things could be happening at um that new workplace Mm -hmm. but uh, you know you wouldn't have dealt with it oh it could be worse if your problems are your colleagues you get there and you find you don't get along with anyone and it's better because there you got along with like five people Mm. so you know knowing the trigger knowing the issues helps you have like an appropriate response you know if like the problem is um, the fact that your office has no windows and now you're going to go and apply for a completely different job just because, <laughs> you know, it's not an appropriate response. You <laughs> it know? does sound like a... So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, knowing knowing the trigger, very important. That's step one. Step two, identifying the emotion or the thought that flows from that trigger. So there are eight primary emotions. Do you think it's going to be the same all the time? No, no, it's not. Like the the Beyonce thing, like one time he could hear Beyonce and it could make him miss her. Another time he could hear Beyonce and it could make him so angry, you know? So it differs, right? So there are eight primary emotions, surprise, anger, shame, interest, fear, disgust, sorrow, and joy. I never thought of interest as an emotion. I know, right? So weird. There's actually this really fun thing in this thing. It's like an activity to see um, how good you are at identifying emotions. I want to try it with you. I think we just know of, I think, are there four primary ones? Angry, sad, happy, Scared. Scared. Yes. Mm. Four primary ones that we think of. Here's this thing. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to try a few of them out on you. Okay, so you you have the eight. So I give you a thing and then you tell me... Um, what emotion? Tell me what emotion, what the primary emotion is. Okay. okay. Nervous. Fear. Okay, there's no memo, so I don't know if this is right. <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go and we're gonna see. Where's the eight that came out of my mind? Over here. Oh, okay. okay. Um, depressed. Sorrow. Yeah, I think sorrow too. I always thought of depression itself as an emotion. That's a good question. I've actually never researched whether um, you can feel depressed but probably right um i know definitely to be diagnosed you have to be feeling that way for yeah two weeks yeah two weeks i thought it was like three months what it's two weeks (laughs) it's two to three weeks if you like if you check the symptoms 
and you've been feeling that way for two to three weeks, then they diagnose you. Three months! Oh, really? <laughs> I genuinely thought you have to be like in the dumps for three months for them to say, you're depressed. People will be out here dying, cat. Three, three months. Three months. Wow. But I'm glad to know that like it's it's not as long a period as I thought. You see, like maybe you guys don't know that it was yeah. two weeks. Wow, two weeks is a very... But that's why like... Um, when I was um, changing medications, I saw my psychiatrist every month because it changes. It literally takes like a two-week period, two to three-week period of you feeling tired. Um, um, uh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot the symptoms of depression: uh, appetite, sleep, no fatigue. Interest. Yeah, no interest in things. Um, crying. It's crying a symptom. Okay, maybe not crying. I, just... I was I was about to get scared for myself because like guys I've been I've been crying a lot this week. So I was like, oh my god. Warning bells I need <laughs> Probably not crying. But I feel like crying is in there though. But I'm not sure. I'm oh, not hundred percent sure. Well, we cry when we're happy. What's that? You cry to express any of these emotions here. Surprise, anger, shame, interest. Maybe not interest. Fear. <laughs> disgust. I'm crying because I'm disgusted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, like you could smell something that makes you like, oh, like, oh my god. I'm so disgusted by your emotions. Oh my god. So funny. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a two, three week period. Three week, like two to three week, if I'm not mistaken. And it's for an inter un, uninterrupted um, day and night three week period. Yeah, like when you're when you're just feeling that way like consistently. I guess that that, that makes sense then. Mm. Because I don't know, just just speaking from a personal spe- perspective. Wow perspective. <laughs> <laughs> perspective um, my emotions fluctuate throughout the day, you know. In a day, I could feel grief, sadness, Girl, what are joy. You what do you mean? What's it's happening co- in your life, Kateho? Sis, it's COVID. It's I've experienced one. many deaths in my family with friendships. Mm-hmm. That's been... Yeah, no, death has been a very close thing. Yeah. Just generally. So in this time, I, I suspect that most people are feeling grief. The way you were just undermining Burger King at this moment. So if there was a review, then Burger King would get one star, according to Aldona. Clearly. Is this cheese? It has to be. You're not vegan. Mine has no cheese. Anyway. Um, anyway. Oh, we were speaking about me finding interest and yeah so it would be it would be a continuous three-week period right um yeah let's see annoyed it has what would that be i don't know what the underlying emotion of annoyed is what would it be disgust no i want to say anger you think so guys are we sure this is plant-based why <laughs> normally when i have something like this so a walker sorry it's just like a we're just rearing a little bit it's fine 
Um, so normally things like a Whopper and there's that other brand. A Whopper is from like Impossible Meats, Impossible Food, something like that. Those American brands. Mm. And there's that other one. They have it at Tiger's Milk. I forgot. I don't know. Whatever. It's a vegan burger. Every time I have it, I feel like I'm actually having the real thing. I always have to question. When it's not like a veggie, veggie burger, sometimes they're that good. Basically, I'm just saying this is good. Eldon is gonna like taste it. But she hates that one, so. <laughs> mm. Well, mm. it's not bad. The only thing bad about this one is that they have onions in it. Oh, you should have told me I would have taken the no onion. It's too late now. Mm. What are we saying? We don't want to be a too much often too. I don't know how I feel about this mayonnaise. Yes, annoyed. You were saying you think the underlying um, emotion might be anger. Why? It's so close to when you when, when you feel annoyed by someone or you know, by someone. <laughs> By something that someone does, or a situation, or someone. When I think it's discussed. I think it's closer to anger. Really? But don't you just want to scream like you did this thing? Ah, I'm so annoyed. Like, but disgust is like, like there was I don't know. There was this girl in the key, so yeah, she used to annoy me so much. She was a child. She was like 18. <laughs> and a child. <laughs> she just used to annoy me, but like. I wouldn't say I was angry. I think, I don't know. For me, I think it would be disgust. Because it's just like, you know, like. Mm. And then I guess it would, it would be very know. individual. Yeah. Because for me, being annoyed is one step under being angry. Interesting. That's such a difficult one. Wow. It anger. is. It is. I guess you, yeah, I guess you do get annoyed at someone when you're angry at them. Mm. It is, yeah, I see what you're saying when you say it's a step below anger. Because um, it's not quite, you know, but it's also not like indifference. You're like, get away from me, you know. So I, I can see, I can see how that would be. But I can um, see disgust as well. I think it's hard for me to relate to the disgust thing because I... I don't know, but I I can't I can't remember all the times I've been disgusted. Like I I I'm not disgusted that much in my life. <laughs> you know, like I'm angered and um you know, but I've never been like I'm so disgusted. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why. Like I haven't used disgust as an emotion. It's not my go-to. That's true. Like disgust is not a common thing where you'd be like, oh, I'm so <laughs> disgusted by this, you know. Like something extreme has to happen. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, disgust. It's not a common one. Or if it is, we just don't know how to identify it then. That's true. That's true. Okay, yeah. So, okay. So, I think we can kind of um, figure out our emotions. Um, other words for anger. Aggravated. Agitated. Annoyance. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Annoyance. 
um, when you're feeling um, cruel, disgust, disgust, and um, anger. Okay, yeah. So they're kind of similar. I exactly. Guess. Maybe more times when we think we're feeling angry, we're actually feeling disgust. Mm, mm. When you hate someone, that's you know apparently anger. Um, when you're jealous of someone, apparently anger. When you're um, jealous, yeah. I thought that would be like shame. Like, okay, okay. I can see how that that would. You know, be... I'm I'm thinking if you got. Don't make me really jealous. I don't know if you got like. I'm jealous of the people in America that are watching BTS. Yeah, like, I'm so jealous, guys. Like, I did not know what jealousy was until I found out that BTS was performing in person in America. I'm so jealous. I've never experienced jealousy in my life, if this is what jealousy feels like, because I'm so angry. Oh, my. Exactly. I always feel... Lately, I've been feeling like under every emotion, there's always that one that's hiding that's mm. distracting you from feeling a lot of things yeah and for me when i try to like reflect on my feelings every time i felt angry there was a lot of fear underlying really mm-hmm. hmm. or example I'm, I'm, i, I want to get there okay um hmm what is one that is appropriate <laughs> oh okay. girl it doesn't have to be appropriate Okay, I'm gonna give this example. I so, did say that my podcast wasn't explicit though, so... Oh no, don't, I don't think it's gonna be... Okay, no, it's not, no, it's not gonna be explicit. Um, I'm PG! <laughs> I keep it PG! She really does, she's so innocent. I try, oh, I try. Oh, anyway, um, do you remember? You guys will know, but she will. I told her about a friend of mine. We had been friends for quite a while. And then, um... Well, he just changed. I, I feel I still feel like he just changed up on me. <laughs> I know. Men. Exactly, men. Um, but uh, just one day, he just he just decided that no. You know, he just started being too busy for me. You know, he wasn't accepting my calls. He was kind of freezing me out. You know, when I was when I was calling him, he was too busy. He was at church. He was doing this. He was doing that. You know, but then like when he when when i stepped back and he called me he was always so mad that i didn't do anything like i wasn't calling i wasn't texting and i was like oh you know anyway i i was so i stopped talking to him last year around this time i stopped talking to him completely and then um so this year around june even recently actually i just found myself Every time I thought of him, I just got angry. Like, I was just so angry. I was so angry. And I was trying to see what is underneath this. Because I thought I had dealt with it. And, you know, I was ready to move on. But, you know, <laughs> emotions and, and life doesn't really work like that. Every time you think you, you put something to bed, it, it, it wakes up. It wakes up a lot. So, um... Turns out it took a nap. Turns out it took a nap, yes. Uh, so, I was obviously... Like a, a power nap, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just a power nap, because it comes back stronger. Because you think about it, you think about it two weeks later, and you're like, yeah, I was really adult with it. Yeah, but then again, like, I had to go deeper. I, I was asking myself, what is the real reason for my anger? 
and then it surfaced. I actually wrote this in my diary in a very clear way, and I'm not oh, wow. sure if I'll be able to express it in the same manner. But if I don't, okay. I'll send you a screenshot, and you can read it to I'll the people. Yeah. You know. Um, so it, it it turned out that I was afraid to really let go, right? To let go of because we, we we had been friends for quite a while, for a very long time since primary school, right? And that what's that? Like over ten years? Long time. So it, yeah, it, it's someone that was very close to me, you know. Saw so this guy, you know, being in my, at my wedding, things like that, you know. So. When I asked myself the real reason for my anger, it came to me that I was actually afraid of letting go. And the only thing I could keep his memories and him alive in my life was by being so mad at him. Mm. So that was where the fear, I mean, the anger came from. It came from the fear that, you know, I could let go. But then, obviously, the thing about emotions is that when you see them for what they are and you let them exist as they are, they kind of like dissipate mm. oh. by themselves mm. over time mm. yeah but the problem is seeing them mm. as they are yeah getting to that self-awareness where you can identify your emotions so hard so hard but i've 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 it since is. a while ago i actually started doing this thing where i say out loud what i'm feeling right and it's become such a habit that like you know i'll do it like even when i'm around people like if i'm feeling happy i'll just be like hmm, happy you know <laughs> and it just it feels that so good so cute. yeah like when i'm angry i'll be like angry i'm like mad you know and like i've gotten yeah i've gotten into that space of like you know saying it out loud to myself so that you know it makes me aware that okay this is what i'm feeling now so yeah like kat was saying at the beginning like the more you like you have to keep doing something over and over again before you know it becomes like second nature to you because right now what's second nature is probably some unhealthy coping mechanism you know but you want to replace that with um something healthy and obviously right now we're talking about um you know after you've identified the trigger identifying um the emotion like what that made you feel or what that made you think you know and yeah identifying emotions is really hard and who knew there were eight primary emotions and who knew disgust was one of them who knew interest was an emotion as you said <laughs> you know Learned but i mean you every day exactly but i mean you don't only have to um define them in those eight words right you can use whatever words you like whatever words come to you but what's important is that like once you've identified those words you can say okay um i'm feeling annoyed which means um there must be some underlying you know like one of these eight must be the underlying emotion maybe it's anger maybe it's disgust maybe i'm feeling um shameful so i'm feeling annoyed at this person because they're 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 embarrassing me you know that type of thing so if it's not a primary emotion then you should be able to like reflect reflect right mm -hmm. like like cat did so that you can say okay underneath this anger was fear you know because then you'll know okay this is where this emotion is coming from i will say though mm. that to get to the place where you can you know um see what is underlying the emotions you first have to allow yourself to feel 
what you think it is so if you think it's anger for me i was only able to look beneath the anger because it was coming up so often mm. and i was like why do i keep getting the same it's been a year i haven't spoken to this person for a year why am i still angry yeah you know so it kind of had to i had to step back but i mean with emotions there's actually other ones here and i, I think i shared the screenshot with you um there's things like grief despair worry discouragement i never mm, thought that was a thing that's that's a big one i think a lot of students feel at the moment yeah. and feeling overwhelmed mm. um revenge i didn't know revenge was a feeling i thought it came from like <laughs> like vengeful yeah so this is on um this is actually a law of attraction thing oh nice i like that stuff i don't quite understand it 100% but i found this very useful it's called um an emotional scale so basically from like it, it, the context of this emotional scale thing even if i try to show you you won't see it so <laughs> it's fine it's fine um the context of this is that I'll you put a picture at the end you can only manifest from a positive place so when you are like feeling very negative and very low you manifest also very negative outcomes mm. for yourself mm. even if you don't see it even if like you aren't you don't you're not doing it consciously yeah. so the point of the scale i guess is to move you up to get you to a place of um a highest emotion so to say and here they say that joy appreciation feeling empowered freedom love and gratitude that's the that's where you can manifest i guess your millions <laughs> i don't i don't know I, like i said i'm not really sure how it works yeah. but this really helped me personally to put a, a, a name to to my emotions because i remember before i actually started sitting down and saying what am i actually feeling every time someone would ask me i would just say i just feel numb yeah you know, because i couldn't really like put a word to it so this is really helpful you should really put this up there i will i will so yeah like numb or just going to a default th- feeling like oh i'm mad you know or i'm upset you know whenever something happens i'm upset but you know today you could be angry tomorrow you could be um just um discouraged you know so going like defaulting to i'm upset 50,000 and this one disrespect <laughs> There's insecurity, guilt and unworthiness. Like how often do we actually say to ourselves that I feel unworthy? Mm. That is oof. and it's it's like one of the lowest. It's one of the lowest ones. We don't we, we aren't very truthful yeah. with, with these ones. Like feeling unworthy, mm. feeling guilt and feeling shame. For me personally those are also a challenge to express exactly they're always masked by anger hmm. or annoyance or violence okay that violence is, <laughs> violence is not an emotion but it's an action like <laughs> he's like, 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 like whoa <laughs> like the, yeah those emotions that are difficult to express like you know when like if someone if you were to ask me and I, I i wouldn't be able to say to you you know i'm feeling very i'm feeling shame you know i just be like ah i'm just i'm annoyed i'm upset you know so yeah th- like you said 
those emotions are difficult to express. Like saying I'm feeling insecure, it's very hard to say mm-hmm. that out loud to someone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we often mask it with like the easier, not easier. I but think with also. Other emotions. I think that, that's also probably because of what we think are acceptable emotions to feel. Yeah. It's better to say I'm so angry. Yeah. I'm so annoyed rather than saying I feel very insecure. Yeah. Or I feel unworthy because. Yeah. You think saying I feel unworthy makes you unworthy. Yeah. That is very scary. But on the flip side of it, I find it very like refreshing to say I feel contentment instead yes. of uh, instead of just saying I'm just happy. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, I just feel good, you know. I find it really nice to say, you know, today I woke up feeling empowered. Yes. Or I feel eager, you know. That's really good. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, because standard procedure. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm alright. Everything's okay. good. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> cool. But um, apparently, how this works is, I'm not sure if this is a a realistic way to to move. Well, they try to move up the emotional scale. So, what? this suggests is that when you feel insecure try to move up so anger is on a is on a level is on a level that's like one level up from um insecure and anger is a very i guess easy thing to feel so when you feel guilt and insecure be angry that you feel that because okay like i said I, I, i don't know if this and i don't think it's a realistic way to <laughs> you won't know unless you try i guess i guess but that's, and it could that's work for, for some people let's be like be angry you feel shame be yeah. angry that you feel shame yeah and then from there what are you gonna feel disappointed be disappointed that you're angry exactly <laughs> like it, it, it seems like you'd have to really work like figure out how exactly you do that because otherwise you're just going to be great jumping from emotion to emotion but i mean you eventually get to the good (laughs) (laughs) i guess if you get there then i guess it works i don't know personally i feel things like emotions they're just they're just a part of life man they flow you can't really yeah you can't really like put measurements and steps on it the only thing you can say is i feel this you know and then maybe tomorrow you won't feel that way Mm. but if you still do you obviously have to put in the work to figure out number one why what's your trigger yeah number two how can you move from it Mm. you know which is our next step yeah Mm. so um this is often where it gets difficult right because um when you're triggered um so you know beyonce's playing my man feels angry <laughs> you know maybe the like okay yeah trigger beyonce feeling anger next step is reaction he wants to punch a wall or he decides that he's gonna go out and drink his sadness away if you know the emotion that's triggered is sadness then he says no i don't want to feel this way i'm going to go out and i'm going to drink alcohol you know or yeah if he's feeling um 
shame or just whatever you know then like what you're feeling or what you're thinking you know that um prompts you to react like it 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 makes you do something you know there's there's always a reaction to um the trigger and the the emotion that it evokes and um we we we're we're trying to um in that space between emotion and reaction we're trying to get you to pause you know just pause pause before you react before you <laughs> do something uh, or say something this this reminds me of a, a TikTok I saw. I've seen doing the rounds where someone's like, if someone tries to rob you, ask them to pause and think, is this right? Do you really want to rob me? <laughs> you don't have the permission. <laughs> okay. Ah, TikTok yeah. is funny. As if the robber would be like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Whoa! What am I doing? It's so funny because it actually even does the if someone tries to rob you, ask them to pause. <laughs> Is this right? <laughs> Do you have my permission? <laughs> it's what I need. Two seconds. I'm so dead. Ah! Did you die? Okay, so yes, we're talking about that um, space. Oh, was it? It was our natural light. No. Yes. I think. Um, we're talking about that space between um, emotion feeling, and reaction. Yes, and reaction. Right. Um, oh, we're hitting an hour. Okay, that's fine because we're on the final step now. So, um, with regard to BPD, but I think in general, like impulsivity is a thing that even people who aren't borderline um, can suffer from. You know, some people are just impulsive, you know, and um, for me, like, yeah, it was a real problem because um, whenever I was feeling a negative emotion, um, I would not want to be feeling it. So I would do whatever I could to not feel the emotion. That coupled with the impulsivity meant that the first thing that came to mind Resolution. on how to deal, yes, on how to deal with um, getting rid of that feeling was the first thing that I did. And it was never good. The first thing that came to mind was never good. The first thing that comes to mind is never good. Never. Okay, maybe not never, but it's, if you practice good things, then you know yeah. it becomes good. Yeah. But by default, <laughs> first thing that comes to mind is never good. Like, I, ooh, I, mean, I used to... If you think about it, if you're watching a series or TV or mm. something and someone there, they get broken up with, the first thing they do is also hit a bar and get drunk. So Exactly. Like, that was my go-to. It's expected. Alcohol. That was, yeah, that was my go-to. And the funny thing about then is that um, I wasn't even a social drinker. Like, if I was upset, right, and... Um, I was like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I would go to um, a bar slash restaurant. Like I wouldn't go to like Tin Roof, you know, I would go to like Tyrus Mill by myself. Like I was perfectly okay with going 
to Tigersburg by myself and drinking by myself, which obviously, again, super impulsive, super unsafe because I was a young woman um, by myself at night in a bar and you know it's it's just it's 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 not a safe situation but <laughs> thank god nothing ever happened knock on wood mm. but yeah so it was that um that kind of reacting um putting myself in dangerous situations you know meeting people that i didn't know and um letting them give me a lift home you know um worrying the people around me when they couldn't reach me um and then i turned to just buying alcohol and drinking at home which was i guess you know safer and you know more convenient but it was also bad because i had the alcohol available i was old mm -hmm. enough to buy alcohol and i could buy whatever i wanted and that having like that um mechanism that unhealthy coping mechanism available you know made me rely on it more and then even with my prescription medication um abusing that um anxiety meds in america they call them zannies xanax oh um, and you know people people abuse those because i actually thought xanax was like a drug drug like cocaine kind of vibes no no it's a it's a it's an um anti-anxiety medication mm -hmm. but unlike um other medication that you know you take for a long period of time and it works over time zannies work immediately so they give you four panic attacks um you just you put it under your tongue and like it brings you down immediately but it brings you down it calms you down and then you feel good mm -hmm. you feel good <laughs> it's like it's like smoking weed but without the side effects of weed you just feel good making it very easy to form uh exactly they're very very addictive mm. and um all it took was you know telling your psychiatrist yeah you know i get panic attacks all the time and i just i don't know how to cope and then you know explaining it in such a way that they would have no choice but to prescribe um zannies that type of thing so yeah it was the alcohol it was prescription drugs um very risky behavior i'm not you know i'm not gonna say this one because you know um <laughs> <laughs> but if you know you know you know if you know you, you know, know you it's know ris risque risque behavior um what else and then uh trigger warning self-harm um self-harm is you know a coping mechanism because you're feeling emotional pain and you're like shit i don't hmm, sorry you're like damn it I, is that better that's not better <laughs> you're like oh no <laughs> that's that's the one i don't want to feel this way so you'd rather feel physical pain than um feel emotional pain and i actually had this conversation with someone recently whether the fact that um i got piercings often and oftentimes when i was feeling down was kind of a um remedy kind of self-harm types like like that's, a that's a very thin line like a very like an like not self-harm because it's not self-inflicted but kind of self-harm kind of like getting tattoos like you know it's pain but it's pain that you enjoy 
you know, type of thing. So anyway, um, yeah, that's another conversation for another day. But there was, it was very, it was very unhealthy, very unhealthy coping mechanism. And you know, like not taking that space, that time to think. You know just jumping straight into whatever came to my mind like i need to get rid of this feeling right now i don't want to feel sad i don't want to feel angry i don't want to feel disgust <laughs> i don't want to feel sorrow so i'm going to go take four tequila shots and blank my mind you know what i find interesting about self-harm what is that i think generally we know what's what's good for us i'm not saying self-harm is good for us please um, but we generally know what's good for us as, as humans and I think people who are trying to self-harm are following the um, prescription, the, the rule that sometimes like when you feel like whatever you're feeling is too intense you need to get out of your mind and into your body but people who self-harm are just doing it in a very harmful way yeah i hear you because someone else could feel all of those intense emotions and say i don't want to feel and then go for a run exactly getting out of their mind into their body yeah Mm -hmm. and then but again the difference there is with mostly mostly i don't know well i I, i'm i'm i use i'm using the running example because my mom goes for runs a lot but she will not want to feel or whatever and then go for a run and then when she comes back she's in a better space to say okay this happened this is how i felt about it Mm, that's the point of that space Mm. to bring you down from the intensity of what you're feeling because if you if at that anger like at that like the immediate emotion that you feel after the trigger event like if someone shouts at you you know your immediate emotion is anger um you might curse at them you know and this might be your lecture or something but taking that space and doing something healthy in that space you know will bring you down to a level where you're actually able to deal with the thing so for example yes if your lecturer swears at you not swears at you shouts at you right shouts at you that's a triggering event um the feeling you feel anger and then you decide i'm gonna go and drink and then you go and drink it's just gonna aggravate your anger like you're not utilizing that space well and it's gonna make you more angry and then you're gonna send a rude ass email my goodness you're gonna send a rude email to your lecturer and hit the reply all button exactly and the whole class is like ah drama exactly and then maybe you drunk driving you get arrested all of these consequences just because you chose an unhealthy way of coping whereas you could have gone for a run right and then it brings you down and then you realize actually you know what i'm not angry i'm just feeling i am angry and it's okay for me to feel angry it's a it's a like maybe not the most no, actually, it is an appropriate response to yeah. when someone shouts at you. Yeah, you know, yeah. You are, like, if you are feeling anger and anger is what you're feeling, then, you know, it's good that you identify you, it. And you can give yourself permission to feel it. Exactly. Mm. But then, once you've taken that space and you've brought yourself down, you know, to a space uh-huh, Ooh, sorry. where you're um, more able to process the trigger and respond to it appropriately, you know, so yeah drugs running <laughs> drugs run and those are not the only two options i love how you make it seem like 
<laughs> it's like the DA you were saying the ANC or the DA you choose <laughs> you choose there's no one else no other party it's just those two which actually feeds into my my podcast title true dilemma false, <laughs> like the actual the actual thing is a false dilemma you know which is where um a situation is made to seem like it only has two options false dilemma when it actually has multiple options so yeah if you haven't if you haven't watched episode I don't remember which episode it is. Actually, no, I explained it really badly in episode two. Go to the um, the page on... Uh, did I post it? I should post it. I should post the explanation of it. But yeah, you then you'll understand um, why I used a true dilemma instead of false dilemma. But yes, a false dilemma is where a situation is made to seem as if it only has two options, but it actually has multiple, like everything in this world. See, not just A and C and D. <laughs> Those posters are all over the city. Oh my <sighs> I wonder people don't want to vote. Wild. So there was um, a list of um, things that you can do to distract yourself. Right here. Um, and then there's an updated version. Do you want to read the updated version instead? Yeah, why not? Um, okay. So you can just choose the ones that you want. So the point of these um, activities is to just give yourself um, space between feeling and action. To bring yourself down so that your action is not self-destructive. You don't do something that you're going to regret. You don't swear off your your professor, you know. You, you, yeah. Well, um... Before I read these things, I actually see that one of them is something that I've done. In the, but I guess like as I read them, I can, I can tell the story. So it says, talk to a friend on the telephone. Personally, I, I, I'm not sure how I would... Please just stop eating those okay. chips. Because <laughs> every time I look at you, you're just like, disgust. Feeling <laughs> disgust. <laughs> oh, I actually just thought of it while you were talking about it. I thought this is where I would feel disgust if someone was just shouting at me. I would be like, "You are disrespecting." Oh, I see disgusting. you. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just you? Know? Have you heard that um, Korea? The 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 the, oh, but the things you watch on Instagram are so different from me. There's this like thing on Instagram that's going around, like you know the sound like that people use for reels. Mm. Have you heard it? No, I don't the, know. Oh, damn it. I, I don't even know how to say you it. You said because. the sound. People use five million different sounds. It's on really funny. I'll show, you, I'll show you after the thing. Okay. okay, go on. Yeah, you were saying there's one that you um, do. Oh, talking to a friend on the phone. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't necessarily do this because every time I'm in my feels, I feel like I need space to like figure it out. Okay. And I don't know if this is... I actually don't know how 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 it works but you could like to rationalize your emotions you could need to just bounce it off someone you know just like talking it out like yeah but they did this but then but then but then you know and then when you're talking you actually I guess I just that just need someone who's just going to listen Listen, yeah someone yeah not someone who's like yeah but you felt shame on them (laughs) or shame (laughs) on you you are wrong. <laughs> that lecture I did what? <laughs> Let give me the email. Yeah. Now. Let me tell them. <laughs> Let me tell them. Woo! Enablers, guys. Make sure your friends aren't enablers. Yay! Enablers will get you into trouble. 
So the next one is go out and visit a friend. Oh, this is fun. It says check the ones you're willing to do, then add any ones mm. that you can think of yourself. You can just have a look and see if there's anything that sticks out for you. Invite a friend to come to your home. Oh no. Apart from you, I like you. But <laughs> oh, that's so nice. My space is. It is. It is kind of. Uh, so guys, I live with with someone, right? I have a, a flatmate, and like. I've just gotten to the point where I'm okay with having her there. And then she gets people to come over. That's annoying. And this one time, she she bought someone, I don't even know who he was. But he was in the kitchen cooking. And I was trying to cook. And I was like, you don't even live here. You don't even go here. Like, what are you doing? Leave. Oh, that's so annoying, right? And like I'm normally, I normally just express whatever I'm thinking and I didn't know how to filter it at that moment. And I was, I wanted to be rational about it. So I was there thinking, do I say it? Do I not say it? Do I I say it? Do I not say it? The whole time he was there, I was so annoyed. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. Someone cooking in your kitchen who doesn't even go there. Imagine the audacity. audacity. He was a man, by the way. He was a man. The audacity of men to cook in other people's kitchens. Do you not know? It's like the number one rule. Don't touch kitchens that aren't yours without permission. I don't know if that's the number one rule, but okay. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe (laughs) maybe not. Maybe number five. <laughs> number one is just don't don't be in other people's houses if you know you're making them uncomfortable. Basically, know when to leave. Number one. Anyway, the next one is text. Oh, text message your friend. I read text a message to your friend. Oh, That's so funny. Okay, yeah, send a text message to your friend if you're a texter. Yes, but then. If they don't respond... Exactly. Or they respond and then you're like, I'm over this. And then you stop responding. (laughs) Which happens a lot. You know, you feel like, oh, I need you. And then they respond and you're like, I'm over it. And you don't respond. And then they left panicking. Yeah. Kat said, Kat, what's going on? Now they call. Now now it's that sound on Instagram. And you're like, what do you want? (laughs) Um, Organize a party. Hmm, interesting. Okay, not during COVID. We're not encouraging you to organize parties. Uh, disclaimer. Social distance mm. and put on a mask and mm. please take your vaccine. Unless mm. you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's your body, your choice. Unless they make it mandatory, then it's not your body. And <laughs> I mean, it's still your body, but it's not your choice. So We're trading on very thin ice here because the next thing we're going to be speaking about abortion rights. Not your body, not your choice. Whoa. Oh, yeah, true. Your body, your choice. It's your body, your choice. All the time. Even if you don't want to vaccinate, but just know that you're just going to be staying home. Yeah. Just, just, just be prepared to deal with those consequences. Mm. And then it's my mom's favorite exercise. My brother's That's favorite. That's a tough one, but it's a good one. Exercising is good. You do feel very, like, good lively after, after yeah. you exercise. But I find that with this one, once again... We live in a society where we just chase, achieve. You want to do this after this, and we want to be the best at it, and we want to do more and more. So it's very hard to 
not be hard on yourself True. i think that's why we shy away from exercise so i think if you're gonna go for exercise and you're in a space where you're not feeling okay then maybe don't don't go for the ones that will make you feel very competitive like go for a walk you know don't instead yeah like keep the mindset that i'm doing this for my health and i'm not competing yeah like trying to be first it's hard because if, if you go to the gym sure and you see people you know but actually not like i i like going to the gym because you know you think people are looking at you but everyone's just doing their own thing and when you get there you also do your own thing you're not looking at anybody else you're just listening to your ariana grande <laughs> ariana grande thinking, okay i just keep going to the end of the song and then i'll slow down mm. so I, I like the gym I, I like the gym i think it's a it's definitely a nice distraction also i'm scared of getting stolen if i run in the street so oh yeah that's a thing I like and our gym has kawaii in it which is so great such a personally i don't like the gym because it's inside i need to be around the trees there are no trees in cape town there are there are no trees in cape town you keep you keep keep saying that because there are none they're all fake what do you mean they have roots that run deep do they yes do they I don't know where this conspiracy theory is coming from, but we are we are veering off the road. Anyway, the next let's, thing you can let's do, do five more. Let's do five more because I, I say I say go out into nature. We're pushing two hours. And Cape Town now. does have trees and water and mountains. But that's the thing. Like all like there's like one or two trees here. This go is, to the one or know, two trees. You have to like if you want nature, you have to go to a place that's dedicated to nature. Like Kristen Bosch or Newlands Garden. You don't look out your window and see nature. Which is sad. Because I grew up in KZN, so I know nature. We had monkeys and snakes because we had nature. Aldona, it's not a competition. I'm eh? just saying. Okay, it's anyway, you said we, we were running out of time. Um, lift weights. My brother would love this one. Do yoga, tai chi, pilates, or take classes to learn. I love yoga. And this is ballet. This is actually where my story comes in. So in the first semester, I had to submit an exam. And guys, or oh, a research paper actually. And I submitted an exam that I wrote the day before on Vula. Ooh, and it had zero course. resubmissions. Oh. Right? So I couldn't really resubmit or attach another thing. Mm. And I spent so much time worrying and being in my head. But then I was like, you know what? I don't know what happened that day. I think, yeah, there was a lot of grace surrounding me. But something inside of me just said, okay, stop, take a breath. Aldon doesn't believe that taking breaths actually helps. <laughs> it helps other people. It doesn't help me. Well, yeah, but then I stopped for a while. And then I did yoga. And I felt so clear after that. I mean, obviously not like, uh, now the, you know, there's a halo around me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just felt like I was in the space to approach it, to deal with whatever came. So if it meant I was failing, then... 
right now i feel like i wouldn't have been fine with that but at that moment i was like you know what whatever i actually did my best mm-hmm. and i tried to approach this as calmly as possible and that's fine and then from there i was you know i was emailing the lecturer back and forth but because i wasn't stressed i wasn't like oh my god you know i was able to give like a calm tone you know i was able to actually and she was asking it was a lot of back and forth because you're saying resubmit and part of me felt like don't you think i've tried that mm-hmm. you know yeah but i was able to actually be patient with myself in that moment because i was really really stressed and very critical of myself like ah oh, how could i do that but you know when you're tired weird things happen weird things happen guys when you're tired I sent the wrong application documents to the wrong firm Ooh. and I was just like, hey, you know what, they'll just, they'll read it and they'll know that I'm passionate <laughs> about something, about something, <laughs> I'm not passionate about them, but I'm passionate about, about something. something, you know, mm-hmm. so it's chilled, it happens, it really happens, yeah, yeah, so I think sometimes like doing an activity to take you out of, you know, an intense emotion, that you can't really navigate or feel or label or sometimes that really gives you the space to breathe and like a fresh perspective you know so yeah that was my example i did yoga because i love yoga i dance i love to dance it's yeah. not always coherent dancing sometimes it's just you know you that just helps to too that helps to i do florence and the machine and just you know <sighs> i dance too but she like she Yours are have rhythm. No, I'm just the, like the the, I'm the just ones playing. where I'm freaking out. When I'm freaking out, it's just it's also just flailing. Like when you just need to, you know. And then once you're done, you're like, ha, huh, cool. And then you sit down and you pick it up, you know. So it can be as calm as yoga, or it can be as just flailing hands all over the place. Literally just yeah, two more. Oh, two more. Let me pick my favorite. Oh, actually. Get a massage. Oh. If you like people touching your body. You can massage you yourself. Okay. At this specific thing. Like your shoulders hold a lot of... Um, Tension. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I read somewhere that your body stores emotions in other places. Mm. And, that's, and that's actually mm-hmm. the reason why you should allow yourself to feel your emotions because they're not meant to to be trapped yeah. in your body. They're meant to, you know, flow. I saw this picture of like, um, they were describing emotions. I think it was on Pinterest. I like Pinterest so much. <laughs> it is. Um, so it showed a picture of like a big yellow man and he was hollow, right? And there were emotions. So it was a sad face, a, oh, a sad child, a happy child, a, you know, and they're all flowing through him. Like he was hollow. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was hollow and then there was water flowing and then all the emotions were, you know, flowing through him. The mm. happy one was leaving, then the sad one came, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. But when we don't allow ourselves to number one, name them, feel them. Name them. Identify them. Yeah. They stay in our bodies and they can manifest as disease. There's actually been research done to show that some types of cancers are are, are caused by holding in emotions that's tense i didn't know about cancer but you know like i mean all illnesses a lot of things all all (laughs) illnesses come like i said the mind the body the breath they're very connected when one is 
not at its best, then it affects the other two. And I mean, it might not be... I mean, if you think about it, if you hold years and years and years of resentment, yes, surely... It's going to manifest You have somehow. back problems. Yeah. Or painful neck. Yeah. Or migraines. Or, you know, exactly. worst case scenario, cancer. Mm. When I was seeing a shaman instead of a therapist. Um, <laughs> this is a to be honest, I feel, like, I feel like I am more inclined to see a shaman than it a therapist. It was an amazing experience, dude. Like, I learned so much about, like, non-traditional um, methods. Um, she would um, ask me to identify what I was feeling and then she would ask me where in my body I was feeling that and it was so amazing because like the more we did it the more um, I became like aware of like where I was feeling what I was feeling you know so if it was here if it was my lower back my upper back you know and it's just it's so fascinating guys Non-traditional methods are also really good. Having a shaman was a very amazing eight, seven months of my life, and I, I learned some really amazing things. So I think yeah. I think you should really be careful if you're going there. Actually, you should always be careful. Always be careful. Either way, <laughs> but I think it's helpful to try the traditional methods first, just so it helps you like understand. Um, Say if you have never been diagnosed and you just went straight to a shaman, mm. maybe that would have just been like a plaster over whatever's True. really going on, and you yeah. would have just like spent your time, your energy, and your money just directing it over one place. Sure, you would have felt, you would have known what emotions you were feeling, but then it would have been underlying thing. You know, it would have been constant. Like I imagine you would have been going there every other day. Yeah. You know, because you're feeling emotions and you just want them out, so yeah. you go and you dance and you shake yeah. and you do all of those things. But you, you aren't really like working on whatever's really going on. Mm. So like it, there, there's a danger in both. But also the therapist, you know, you can go and you can form a dependency on them, you know. No. Never. No. You can never form a dependency on a therapist. Maybe. I've read, but and I have actually formed a dependency on my therapist. Okay. Yeah. I guess it can get unhealthy, but it's unlikely. I think it is um, obviously you develop a certain attachment to a therapist and I think that's that's one of the th- problems that people have like with going on medication or going into therapy they're afraid of becoming dependent on it but the point is for you to use it until you reach a point where um, you don't need it anymore so technically yeah you are dependent on it to survive up until the point where you don't need it to survive anymore you know if that makes sense but obviously they are, there is like the unhealthy state where now you're just like, you know, counting down the days till you see a therapist and stuff. Well, I wasn't referring exactly to that, but just more to um, like you keep creating problems in your life so you can oh, go just, to a therapist ooh, so they okay. can solve. Oh. And that might also be unconscious as yeah. well, you know. Say say maybe the first trigger or the first thing that, that, that got you to, to seeing your therapist at first is maybe a breakup. And now you keep attracting the same kind of person, getting into the same type of pattern so you can Not keep learning. seeing your, your yeah. therapist, you know? So that, I think there's dangers in everything, but... There is, yeah. I think what's important is just keeping the awareness. 
mm. you know just always being away i think it's very important to see a therapist to especially when you don't have the language to express or to understand what it is that you're going through i think then it's extremely important to see a therapist so you you have the vocab you know but and like you said to know how to deal like you said um traditional methods are also non-traditional methods. non-traditional methods my bad done it all except mushrooms i haven't done mushrooms but i have a friend who has i want to try mushrooms he said he was healed <laughs> okay and he was i can't believe that he was no, i think so I think better. he's so healthy now. I was so mad. I was like, why are you so healthy? Let's be toxic together. Wow. I know, such a bad influence. Ooh, but I'm getting healthy too. Okay. Am I the drama? I'm not the drama. Me? Am I the villain? I'm not the villain. I'm totally the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would also like to try mushrooms one day in my lifetime. Um, and like I said, and I think. People don't, um, I think you can heal absolutely anything if you're open to it. Mm. I've read stories of someone going to um, a, a, a witch doctor in, in, in the, it's actually in How to Know God, you should really read that book. Yeah, I added it to my Kindle. Um, so Deepak in that book speaks about a man who didn't believe at all in um you know traditional healers and all of that and i think you went to the peru or something and there they believe that ants can be the carrier of an illness so he didn't be he had i think he broke his back hiking or something like that and it just wouldn't heal and there weren't any hospitals nearby and the only thing that was available was this you know traditional healer so eventually he went because he was like oh, what's the worst that could happen and he was a <laughs> And he was a like a diehard skeptic. So apparently this this um healer put like a string. I don't know what happened. Um I'm not really sure, but like, you'll find out when you read it. So like he put a string and then when he took it out of him, he was asleep by the way, when he took it out of him it had ants running out. And then because he was a big skeptic of his mouth? Of what? Which probably his mouth. What? Oh, his mouth. Could have been his butt. I'm not sure. I mean, if you've got worms, the worms come out your butt. So that's uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, Sorry, after you should deworm every six months. Carry on. As humans? Yeah. As adults. Yikes! I thought deworming was only for dogs. Learn something new every day. Why are you deworming? Is this for meat eaters? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you can get worms in like wafers, I think. Can eat worms get into fruit? You can get worms in but fruit. But surely you see it worm. in fruit. Uh huh. Maybe you take a big bite and it's like a tiny, tiny worm. Hmm. Huh. Could be anything. Oh. Everybody deworm. Anyway, go on. I didn't know that. I didn't. <laughs> well, that that uh, that's a conversation I need to have with you no, on the well, side yeah. about <laughs> about worms. So anyway, um, he rem- so this guy remembers when he was waking up, a string coming out of his mouth with ants coming down. He was still shocked by what happened when he was sleeping, obviously. And then 
he felt no pain all of a sudden and because he was a skeptic he thought ah it's not gonna last you i'm gonna come back because he thought it was like some you know woo woo you being in the vibes yeah and then he was fine after two two weeks after that he was still fine so he thought you know um he, he was surprised because it's it's not just the fact that he he believed it's 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 not he didn't believe yeah but it still worked for him yeah so what i guess had happened was that this guy's some the own the healer's own belief in himself Mm. was actually so strong that it affected him that's so cool i won't believe that strong faith i won't believe in myself that much and the higher power that is (laughs) that is Watching over us, I guess, toying with us. I don't know. Unless we're in a simulation, I don't know. I think you you make it hard for yourself <laughs> to be to believe. We are did in you, a simulation. Did you watch the JSC interviews with the lady? <laughs> the Constitution, Constitution supremacy. I don't know. Isn't this like Parliament? <laughs> Parliament is where they make the rules. I don't know. I don't the know. I'm not sure. is something, something. I'm not sure. <laughs> that lady was so funny. And people were like, yeah, she, she can't remember something she, she did in first year. And I'm like, guys, what do you think a, co- a judge does? Because this is what she'll be working with every day. And it comes up in judgments so often. Like, it's not like one of those things that you heard in first year and then that was the end of it. Like, judges talk about constitutional supremacy all the time. You are just like, nope. She just she just told the whole world that she doesn't read judgments. Oh, so funny. Oh, I died. Oh, what? Anyway, guys, we need to wrap up. Yeah. Um, okay, yes. So... Again, these are just a few activities that you can do during that space between emotion and reaction. Bringing yourself down to a point where um, you can react appropriately. We're not gonna go into um, appropriate reactions because that's a whole other thing. Can we just recap five of the things? Because we told a lot of stories in between. Okay, cool. Um, the phone's off now. Yoga. Oh, there's no thing. You can just oh, think it. Yeah. Right. People's phones. I feel, <laughs> I feel like a millennial. <laughs> Did you unlock it? I did, but okay. I felt like a millennial. <laughs> um, so just list any five. No interruptions. Oh, cook! I love cooking so much and baking. I've recently gotten into cooking and it's actually really therapeutic. It's therapeutic, mm-hmm. right? And washing the dishes, guys. I love you cleaning. wouldn't you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't think. Um, ooh, sports. Oh, I guess if you're into that. Um, watching sports. People like watching soccer. Uh-uh. Like, there's been a lot of soccer. People posting Chelsea and all those teams. It actually puts me in a worse mood. I'm just annoyed every time there's soccer playing. <laughs> just, I don't like sports because there has to be a loser. And I don't like it. I don't like it for the team that loses. Because I'm like, no. Why can't we all be winners? It makes me so Gee. sad. I hate competitive sports so much. Anyway, you see, like, guys, Aldana, as a lawyer, who doesn't compete, it's the first time. But she's also very competitive. She's like, I don't want to go anything amazing. Come see us play 30 seconds and you'll see. Everybody's competitive with 30 Mm -hmm. seconds. If you're not competitive with 30 seconds, you have a problem. Really? It's not just 30 seconds, Aldana. Even just like small little games, you just always want to win. Really? Nah, I don't think I'm competitive. 
if we had to do a thing here where we, we had to take shots you will win because you have to that's because i drink the most no you see i drink the most that's no but that's just that's just a fact like you well, how drink. do you know how do you, do you know you that you drink drinks? How do you Whoa. know that you, you drink drinks. the most? Because I've drank with you guys multiple times. What if what if it was just something that we, we, we haven't I've been friends with you guys for years? Can't I'm not competitive. That's one thing I know about me. Like if someone wants to do the most, they can do the most, but I will always, always do the least. I will do whatever requires the least except in 30 seconds energy from you because i just don't have energy except in 30 seconds except 30 seconds mm. no one ever wants to lose 30 seconds all right okay so and monopoly games basically did you say and monopoly and monopoly yeah okay but like school wise nah like I want us all to pass. I no, will not share my notes with school. you and all those things. talking about school. We had to. But you said in everything. You said I'm competitive, but I'm not. No, but like the streak. I said it comes out mostly in games, but oh, you are yeah. competitive. No. I'm not. Okay. We'll do a survey. I know for a fact that one thing I'm not is competitive. And I love that for myself. I used to be in high school, but. Then I got to university and I was like, yo, guys, own race, especially with the depression, because um, I used to feel so bad about like all of the things that people around me were doing. Like, you know, this person in second year, this one guy had already gotten his articles at friggin Bowman's. And I was like, no, that was my like, doing. Why, why are you, you guys? Know? And second year, I wasn't sure which law I was exactly. going to do, you know? So, I, I realized that, like, it like it's just you. Like, at this point, it, it's not about winning trophies at prize giving. It's just you and getting to where you're going, getting there at your own time, you know? Being okay with the fact that I missed, like, the entire second term. Um, in third year because I was you know in hospital and trying to make up for that you know and yeah it's just you you can't be competitive because you don't know what other people are going through and you know that you're going through something so you know you know that people go through stuff and you can't compete with other people because like you don't know you know anyway yeah but in a game of 30 seconds where we're evenly matched I will compete with you. What about what about where you you'll be working? What do you mean? Compete, say I'll do my best. Okay, that's. Uh, that's I'll do my best. That's and really if someone else is better than me and they get retained and I don't, then I can be like, you know what? I did my best, so I'm not feeling disappointed. Mm. Or I, I will feel disappointed, but I won't beat myself up over it because I'll be like, I did my best. I did the work. You but, know, you know how it sounds yeah. to me. It sounds that there's still an element of competition. I think maybe you're seeing only the negative side of competition. But yeah, I think I com- so. competition can be healthy. It can, I mean, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's healthy where you can, you can like go back and, and, and think, you know, despite the result, um, you are happy with what you've put out. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is my own standard. Like, I still know that I'm competitive and I will try, but I'll try very hard to not compare 
yeah, you don't want it to your standard. Yeah, me being competitive doesn't now mean I'm always looking at oh you yeah. you, you, you got matched with this partner you're yeah. talking to this partner yeah. and I'm not I've never even said hi to them you know <laughs> or you. oh you're doing this and I have never even done it now I'm gonna try to do this for me it means I I have I I have an awareness I know that um, we're all kind of competing to get retained so yeah. everyone must do their best but I'm also happy with my best you know yeah yeah I like that I like that yeah anyway. We lost track again. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my goodness. So that was kind of. You were listing five. You were listing. Yeah. Just list. Just go. One, two, three, four, five. No Exercise. Exercise. Go for a jog. Do yoga. Chai tea or Pilates. Girl, these are all exercises. Oh my god. Just repeating exercise. <laughs> you said exercise, then you just. I guess. Exercise. I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess it shows like five the point, type of person I am. It's like five, five point one, five point two, five point two point two. A B C D. A one, A two, A three, A three I, A three I I I. Okay, organize a party, exercise, um, go to the park. Oh, go, go borrow a friend's dogs and take it to the park. That's I would true. love this one. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Take a cooking class, go out for something to eat, watch television. Mm, mm. Watch your favorite series. Yeah, but just don't do it for the whole day. Cause... Yeah, don't binge watch because if you do that, then that means you're slipping into an unhealthy coping mechanism. If you just stay in bed and you're binging the whole thing, that's not healthy. Well, actually, sometimes you. You're... Go on. They're just always fine lines. There's a balance, yes. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a day in bed, but you need to know when it's good and when you're avoiding your problems yeah anyway go on um listen to the radio go to a sporting event like baseball we can't do that right now because it's cold yeah. Not yet. um yeah play video games i'm not a big video game fan i play scrabble on my phone that's fun it sounds like fun um <laughs> visit your favorite websites eh. slippery slope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. Hmm. There's this really great website. Um, it's on TV tropes. It's literally just a website that like talks about tropes that like TV shows and movies follow. It's really great. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Is Pinterest a website? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. You see, so this Pinterest is great. Visit. Oh, I thought you said visit your friend's website. I was like, are you sure? Do you know what you'll find? Mm. Are you sure? Are you certain? Yeah, <laughs> uh, create your own website. Yes. Yes. Or create a blog. I've wanted to start That's a blog nice. forever. Just do it. Nike says just literally just do it. Mm. Just do it. So, just do it means I've looked at a lot of YouTube videos on how to create a blog. And all of them speak about things that are so complicated, like coding and things like that. And I'm just like, what? Girl, you know how we did with this podcast? We figured it out as we went. Remember when we were trying to upload that first episode and we went through the most? Well, she went through the most. I was super relaxed. She was stressing so much. The Figure whole it out day. As you go. Figure it out as you go. Just do it. The whole day. Oh, go, wow. go on the internet, uh, free blogging, um, oh. hosting website. Yeah, Unless you I want like a premium it. one, that's fine. Then you know, it's up to you. You'll be working, so you can afford a premium blog. You know, 
I'm paying. I'm, I'm, my podcast is premium. I'm paying for it. You and they took the money. They took the money yesterday, and payday is tomorrow. And I was just like, woo! Debit <laughs> orders, yo, guys. This is why you guys must watch the video because I'm paying for this platform. Damn it! Watch the video. It's expensive. It's expensive. Hmm. Watch a funny movie or start collecting funny movies for when you're feeling overwhelmed. With That's a good one. Yeah, you just like you just collect them, like you add them to your watch list, and then when you're feeling sad, then you watch them. Mm. I don't know. I feel like the watching TV, watching movies one is not such a great one for me because I know for a fact that I use TV to distract myself from feeling. Like I know but for a you, fact. But do you come back to the feeling? After you've watched After TV? After a day, which is not very productive. That's, yeah, that's a bit of a long time. But sometimes you need a day. But I, I guess. Mean, if it's, if I guess. If, if it's not for you, then don't do it. I guess. Because the point is not to distract you to the point where you suppress it and then you move Exactly. On. Exactly. Um, I guess sometimes I do come back to it. Actually, most times I do come back to it. So that's good. I guess it's not that unhealthy. The only thing that's a bit of a concern for me thing. is that... I would watch TV the whole day. I see. Okay. You know, and, and that feeling, and the thing is like, the feeling is at the back of my mind. Mm. And I'm thinking, I need to deal with this, I need to deal with this, I need to deal with this, but then I'm also just watching TV. Yeah, you know, I feel so you. It's, for me, it's like a very love-hate relationship with TV. Balance. Mm. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I don't even know if my camera's still on, honestly. I hope so because imagine imagine we're here and it hasn't been recording for the whole hour. Okay, it's still recording. Ah, that was But it's, sad. it's it's happened twice where like um we went on for so long that my phone died, the camera died. And was then, it you and Junior? I feel like uh-uh, it was you It was and me Junior. and my sister and oh. then it was me and Tato and Akisa. It oh. it died. Oh. And then I had to um and the thing is you don't even realize that it's dead and you carry on talking. Remember I told you my dad calls at about 7? Yes. Huh? It's 8. It's 8? <laughs> it's 8. Okay, just tell him 15 minutes. We're wrapping up now. Hello, Mama. Oh, okay, right, you're right on. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mama, I'll call you back. Ne? Okay. <laughs> She's probably like, oh, my girl is up with some boy. Oh, she actually, she actually found me... Um, I was having a conversation with her and she said something funny and I laughed and she said why are you laughing do you have someone in your room I was like oh my goodness Kat do you not laugh at your mom's jokes I do all the time it's really funny I don't know why she said that I think everyone is just at this point waiting for me they're like when is this child getting her boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) guys stop it I'm not even there yet I'm starting articles next year and I was I was Told that it's ill-advised to start dating immediately when you start articles. Yeah, it's just ill-advised to date in, in general. general. Stay away. Yeah. How life should happen is that you'll just bump into your soulmate and you just you just fall in love and then like some point you get married. You don't need to date, but also date because it's fun, but it's also like very. Tiring. You're giving out very confusing advice right now, Kat. <laughs> I'm not the right person to ask about dating, just so you know. Like, mm-hmm. never relationship advice. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm a person. I'll probably tell you to do it. Follow your heart. But you should always follow your heart in any case. 
Don't follow your heart. Ah. Okay. You need to be smart about these things. Go listen to my previous podcast. Okay. Just because you can get into a relationship doesn't mean you should. Discernment. Being able to tell that you're ready to be in a relationship or not. Isn't that following your heart? No. Because, guys, because as I said in my last episode, you know, you meet someone, you're like, oh my goodness, they're perfect. I don't want to be with them. But you're also not in the mental space for it. You got to think. You got to think. You got to say, I'm not in the space for this. My heart wants to, but I know I am discerning. I have thought about this and I'm not in the space. So I'm not going to get into a relationship. And that's something that I didn't, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know. I just, if I met someone and I liked them, I'd be like, let's go. Hmm. Discernment. Interesting. Good word. Discernment. I like it. The Bible says you must always have discernment. Yes. The ability to tell what's from God and what's not from God. Sex before marriage is not from God. That's. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just. Uh, I'm just preaching. No, no, no. Listen. You said what's from God and what's not from God, and my head just kind of goes to dogma. So you know, I've always had like a very strange relationship with religion, right? Um, also, ignore my last comment. And it was me just saying that sex things. before marriage. <laughs> That's the first was, thing you thought of. It's because every time I go to church, that's the one thing that's like blasted at you. Yeah, true. Every time you see a pastor, ah, oh, yeah, are you in a relationship? Remember, sex before marriage is a sin. You know, like every time I hear the word God, or like every time people are speaking about God in a church context, I'm always just thinking, sex before marriage is a sin. Because it's what's been like drummed into our heads. And it never actually <laughs> I'm not sure how often it happens. What, sex before marriage? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> waiting for marriage. Probably I'm not, not sure as how often, often it happens. as sex before marriage. <laughs> I don't think it happens as much. Like, in this day and age. But it also depends what sex means to you, you know. For some people, it's just physical... You know, what's this? <laughs> for others, it's like a meshing of the soul, it's like an exchanging of energy, whatnot, whatnot. And for others, it's the sacred thing again that can be safe for marriage. So it differs. That's another conversation. We can talk about sex another time. We can have a sex conversation. We can have the sex talk. We yeah, well, Aldona likes giving those out. So you are, definitely, you are definitely at the right place if that's what you hear. Well, from. because. We always, like, they're always little people, <laughs> 19 year olds, and they're so unclued up on these things, you know, and you're like, you're in a club and you're like flirting with these men. And if you're going to go home with a guy, you need to be wise. And you know, you see these children and it's just like, yo, kid, I hope that you know what you're doing if you're going home with this person. So obviously, you know. These things come up in the girls' bathroom, and you have the conversations, and it's it's wholesome. It's wholesome content. <laughs> Cat gets annoyed though. I don't get annoyed. I just get annoyed when we go out and you're in the bathroom for like an hour. I was in the bathroom to, for an hour. Speaking to some people about 
Oh, be safe. Be safe. Well, yes, be safe, but you shouldn't really be giving them tips on I don't know whatever you gave them. I, 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 I didn't say that's you you didn't tell them to be safe for an hour i did that they were telling me this were you were you that were you were you like did it take an hour for you to say guys be safe use a condom whatever no but then they'd tell me their stories they'd be like yeah this guy i don't know if he likes me blah 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 blah. and i'd be like if he likes you he would tell you don't let a boy play with your emotions you don't think like that like be a wise mind wise wise mind (laughs) you know and the thing is they don't teach this they don't teach this stuff you know and you know you get to university and i love you so so much but i really don't like how you think it's your responsibility to fix the whole world i know but i just don't want people to end up like me as i was before i started healing from my mental illness is what i mean you know so there is literally slope down into mental illness yeah, but you but, 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 the next minute. But that's not something that you can. You're in Ward C23 at Krochowski. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, the stories you tell about that place are traumatic. Yeah. I can imagine it's scary. Did they make us sign anything to not talk about it? Oh no, my. I would have remembered. Oh my, an NDA. Yeah, that place was traumatic, but that's another story for another day. Sure. It okay. was recycled. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That's it, guys. That's your five. Go for a walk. Take your dog for a walk. Borrow someone's dog. Take that for a walk. <laughs> take that. <laughs> take that dog uh. for a walk. <laughs> Considering I'm always comparing humans with animals, um, that sounded pretty very. Or well, take another human for a walk. Or take another human for a walk. You know. Um, or just do something you enjoy. Go get ice cream at the creamery, or just go to pick and pay and get a Magnum. Literally, just something to get you out of your head. Mm-hmm. Take out the bin. Mm-hmm. Wash the dishes. Wash the dishes. Cook. Watch TV if it's free. It's literally just giving you that space to come back to a point where you can react to your trigger appropriately. Even the thing Aldon was doing in her last podcast, she was painting. That could, that's very therapeutic. Really, so therapeutic. Oh my gosh. You just paint. Do you know what else actually really, really helps? Journaling. That's true. Journaling. It really gives like... It's just really scary though. Like starting. Like, because then you'll be thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to write about? I don't know what to write about. You know, it's kind of daunting I always, I always when you feel start. Because I... Um, lately I've been keeping my journals because like I said sometimes I write really well I know I said this to you <laughs> yeah I, I write um, I, I get insights and I write them so I, I don't throw them away mm. so I always think oh my god someone's gonna find them and read them and 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 you know yeah. yeah but then a part of me also feels like they actually have a lot of helpful tools mm. in them so if someone does find them it could be helpful for that person and it's authentic because you're it's authentic, what you're and yeah. it's authentic so that was that's my big that was my biggest fear of studying a journal and this also just because when i was younger i used to keep a journal and one day my mom found it and she was like oh you hate me yeah that was that was a tense time in my life Mother and daughter relationships are just always so fickle, bruh. It's just nowhere to hide your journal. Is <laughs> it somewhere safe? 
Get the one with the lock. Get the one with the lock. Get the one with the lock. Yeah. Oh, like journal on your on your laptop. Yeah, on your laptop. Put codes on it. You know, anything exactly. that makes you feel safe. Literally. Yeah, journaling is a good one. I think definitely. Um, yeah. And I think that, that that's a bit difficult about journaling is actually being authentic with your emotions mm. because like I said if you if you're thinking someone's gonna find it then you're also afraid of saying I feel shame mm. I feel ashamed because of this or that or I feel guilt or today I feel unworthy mm. so that's also something to, to think about be honest with yourself yeah that's it be honest with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself then you're not gonna get anywhere if you can't admit to yourself what you're really feeling, you're not going to be able to find the most appropriate resolution to it because then you'll be dealing with um, the wrong thing or something that's not like you'll be dealing with a symptom and not the source. Mm. So be honest with yourself. Any final words? Just love yourself, guys. That's always my, my final word. Give yourself grace. Um, it's very difficult trying to like figure out who you are where you are every day in every day mm-hmm. actually because um i think i posted this on my status the other day and it's actually something from my journal that i think what we're here to do as humans is that we're just here to evolve and that is our primary purpose everything else is secondary you know you can want to be president and that's your purpose but i still feel it's a secondary purpose what's primary for us is to experience life and mm-hmm. to grow and to evolve the thing is growing is a very hard thing it's so hard. <laughs> like, it's so hard and it's so hard to be honest about it and you know to try to be authentic and be real with yourself um but the best you can do because that's the thing like once you once you get on a journey of knowing yourself of loving yourself you start putting these expectations of yourself that i should always be happy i should always be you know amazing i should always be the one that people can lean on give the best advice but sometimes it doesn't happen you know sometimes you wake up and you feel like you're completely in the dumps you know you won't always get it right yeah and you can't find a single thing to be grateful for Mm. and in those days it's very important to be patient with yourself and to just give yourself grace you know to just know that this is fine this is normal and i'm allowed to feel this way exactly like you won't always um go for a run when you're feeling angry sometimes you will um grab the bottle of alcohol as long as you know that um that's not the set path for you that you're going to bring yourself back to the right path like she said be patient with yourself you know mm-hmm. try, not, try not to to put a lot of judgment on yourself too like it's fine you grab the bottle of alcohol but you like what should be at the at the top of your mind is that all you're doing is trying to find new ways Mm. of reacting you Mm. know and sometimes you go back to the old ways and that's fine too yeah you should just keep striving to you know be healthy yeah be healthy your definition of healthy yeah your definition of healthy but like healthy you know not like this you're like if, if if you drink ten bottles, your definition of healthy could be drinking <laughs> one bottle. You know, so I think it's it's still progress. I guess, but like you know, still like within the generally accepted realm <laughs> of what healthy is. You know, just but like. 
tailored to you, but still within the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so ramp after such a long time. But I think this is a very... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it I too. This was so much fun. And I feel like as an audio podcast, it's great because you'll be able to listen to it while like doing other stuff. So I think this was this was really solid. The Burger King sucked, but that's okay. <laughs> no, the plant-based Whopper was good. Let me not lie. Okay. The chips are dry, but the, the, the plant-based Whopper... Shout out to them. Yeah. Cool. So you found yeah. a new fast food... Um, vibes, you know, when you're feeling like yeah, not cooking. Yeah, I actually really like it. Because mm. I was just, like, always on McDonald's. <laughs> I'm a diehard McDonald's fan, so anything else was never gonna live up anyway, but, mm, I don't know. I was not vibing with the burger chain. Yeah, no, I get it. I, 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 no, I actually don't, because, like, it's meat. And, <laughs> you know, so, but, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's difficult to... Pepsi's good, though. Pepsi is really good. Like, I really like the Pepsi. Okay. I don't know what I thought Pepsi was, but it's really good. Solid. It's like Coke. Just Coke is a bit like... Yeah, it tastes exactly like Coke. Okay. It's just Coke cuts more <laughs> in It your does. Throat. It does. Oh, I love that feeling. Oh. Anyway, so unhealthy. I'm going back to the gym this week. Anyway. You should wrap up. Okay, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys had... What am I trying to say? I'm, I hope you guys had as... And, and, uh, as... Uh, as an amazing <laughs> time as it, As insightful for you as it's as been a, for us. You learned something from this. I hope it as was as well. amazing for you as it was for us. Yes. It and took it a while. Like, Yay. <laughs> Listen, it's been a slow What's the day. Time? It's like uh, the English data bundles are running out. This is like this. This is when I'm starting to prepare for bed, actually. Um, Same. But I sleep at. I end up sleeping at like one, so it doesn't. It doesn't correlate. Anyway. Um, <laughs> also, sleep early. It could help. Sleep early. Yes. Know. Sleep. Sleep um, has an impact on your day, your life in general. Good sleep habits important um anyway thank you for tuning in um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode let me know what you think and yeah if you have any questions send them through and i will send them to cat thank you cat thank you for having me this was so much fun i know now i want to start a podcast but like buying a mic and a stand you see and all of these technical difficulties it's not for me bye bye Difficulty though? <laughs> it does. It switched off. <laughs> the ring light just switched off. <laughs>